Hello, everyone, and welcome to Run402, the podcast, a show where we interview local runners in Nebraska and make running relatable. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. One announcement in two days from this episode's drop date is our first annual Lumberjack Run. It's at the Bull Moose Bar. We'll be running in our best flannel on the Field Club Trail. Then after, we'll hang out for a drink and some socializing. They do have non-alcoholic drinks if drinking isn't your thing, and I hope to see you there. And it's on my birthday, so you definitely have to come. But today, we interview Nicole Porter. Nicole's my friend. I met her working at Peak Performance. She moved here last summer. She's an athletic trainer, a certified athletic trainer at Bryan High School, and she's a race walker. She's a five-time All-American race walker, and she's here on our podcast today to talk all about race walking. I didn't know anything about race walking except for all the funny memes of all the hips swinging, so it was really cool to interview her and get to know more about the sport. And then we end the podcast with we're going to have a race walking clinic sometime this spring or summer when the weather's a little warmer, so we hope to see you there. Enjoy this episode. All right, today we're welcoming Nicole Porter to the podcast. Hello. Hi. So Nicole's a race walker and a runner, but a lot of us know a lot about running, so I figured today we'd focus on race walking. Can you kind of tell us how you got into it, maybe backing all the way up until like where you went to college and stuff? Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Maine, and in Maine, uh, race walk is a high school sport. So started race walking in high school, um, and then I got a scholarship to actually compete in college in race walk. I went to Dakota Wesleyan. Um, it's an event in NAIA. So I started, well, continued there. Um, I competed there for four years. Um five All-Americans in the race walk and that's amazing yeah (laughs) and then still doing it occasionally um most of the races are on either the east coast or the west coast but yeah still competing in race walk would you say it's a pretty big sport no (laughs) um this the states that have it are really um really big into it so like Maine New York South Carolina California Oregon um it's really big kind of where there's groups of race walkers and knowledgeable race walk coaches but for the most part not super popular yeah (laughs) yeah most people don't know that it's in the olympics even so there were a lot of memes about it in the olympics this year oh yes always (laughs) so in the places where it's big do people like how we meet up for like group runs around here do they kind of do something similar um not really it's usually there's um a coach that kind of coaches all the kids in the area so not so much like a meet up and go race walk, but usually you find a coach that um, knows about race walk and you kind of just meet up with everyone in the area that's interested. That's cool. Um, so with running, you know, you have kind of really similar, you know, structure 
like for competitive runners, you have like a few workouts a week and then a long run. What's it like for race walking? Uh, basically the same. Um, we do two or three workouts a week. Um, I would usually, my workouts would be race walking and then the other days I'd run. So usually I'd run my long runs, um, any recoveries I do running and then the workouts I'd race walk. So I'd kind of balance it back and forth. Um, but a lot of race walkers will just race walk every day, very similar to running with same kind of thing. Um, usually you kind of go further because the races are a further distance. So um, yeah, you just kind of go further. It's less impact on the body because you're not pounding. Um, so yeah. How far are the races usually? So I've done anywhere between a mile and a 10 K. Um, the Olympic distances used to be 20 K and 50 K and now it's 20 K and 35 K. So um, further than a marathon for the longest distance. That's so cool. Yeah. It's like secretly a badass sport. Like we kind of make fun of it, but that's really far to walk. And honestly, they're walking just as fast as runners are like in the 50 K people are still averaging like six thirty miles. So oh God. <laughs> that's it's ridiculously fast, even though they're walking. How fast can you walk? Um, my average is usually like eight thirty nine minute miles. My fastest mile is just under eight minutes. That is insane. <laughs> yeah. Does it work kind of the same muscles or do you feel like a different soreness? Um, it's almost like the reverse of what muscles running uses. So, um, the form of race walk, you land on your heel um, your leg has to stay straight on the ground until you, until it passes under your body. So it's a lot of shin, um, muscle keeping the toe up, a lot of hamstring pulling the leg back. Um, there is some calf, some quad, um, lots of hips, but yeah. So it's a little bit different than running where you're not landing with a bent knee or landing with a straight knee. So it's a little bit different motion. Um, and then because your leg's straight, you get that weird hip movement that everyone knows all about that (laughs) yeah everyone knows the hip movement that's why it happens is because your legs straight but yeah so uh, you have to have one foot on the ground at all times and the foot that's on the ground has to have a straight knee is kind of the difference between race walking and running so are these races on like a track on the road on a trail um they're either on a track or uh, the limit is a 2k loop so you can either do like a 1k loop or a 2k loop kind of like an out and back type thing otherwise it's on the track um, and that's because we have judges and so uh, you have to have at least three judges on the track or the course to make sure everyone's um, maintaining proper form so we can't do a marathon just straight out because we don't have enough people for that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, usually, it's usually a loop system. So um, it's nice when you're like, oh, it's a 10K and I only have to do five times around this loop. That's nice. But yeah, that's a lot. Usually, usually a flat loop too. So there's usually not a ton of incline. 
um is there a lot of people who come out for these events Kind, kind of, not really. Um, usually the only people that come out are the ones that know what race walking is and have trained for it. Um, you don't have a lot of people that come off the street and are like, Ooh, a race walk race. Let's try this out. Um, <laughs> so it's usually, you kind of have to be in the know. Yeah. I wonder what kind of signs you would put out. Like, you know, how there are always signs on like for the marathon, <laughs> I'm sure some of them yeah. translate. Um, prob most of them probably do. Yeah, yeah. It's usually we we do a lot of races where there's like, um, the music's going, and basically any song with the word "walk" in it is gonna be played on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've raced to like walk like an Egyptian or walking on sunshine is outrageous. Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So does your family race walk or how did you first hear about it? Um, so my dad coaches race walk. So he was coaching um, a couple of athletes before I even started. Um, and then I needed another event in middle school track. And I'm like, oh, I'll just race walk. And um, you get to go like to a lot of different colleges and travel a lot because there's not a lot of races where we were. So it was fun to go race at Harvard or MIT or um, go to Eugene and race there. So the trips were the fun part. <laughs> but yeah, just started because my dad was coaching and needed another event. And once coaches realize you're good at something, you don't get to let go of it. <laughs> and it sounds like you're very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so were the events often like a part of like running track and field meets? Um, it depended on the meet. So like in high school, it was part of just the regular meet schedule. Um, so it'd be four by eight and then race walk, which most people out here skip the race walk. Um, at the bigger meets, it'd be like, we'd race at eight o'clock and then the rest of the meet, if it was a college meet would start at like 10 or, um, if it was like an open masters USATF meet we'd usually be the first event and then they'd start the running events after us. So sort of included, but we were first in first out. Right. They're yeah. like, let's get this over with. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so in college you were a part of the track team. Yep. Yep. I ran as well. Um, but race walk was like my primary event. Um, the conference I was in didn't recognize race walk as an event. So I had to travel a lot for all of my meets. So usually went by myself with like a coach and we'd go to different colleges that had like a race walk race on their schedule. And you were the only one on your team. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun to be different. Um, taught a lot of people about race locking over the years but yeah I was the only one that ever that did it on my team so school records got them <laughs> got all of them got all of them have there been any people since uh, I don't think so so no, all I'm... those records are standing they're still standing yep <laughs> heck yeah so yeah. after college you moved out to the west coast yeah. Yeah. I moved out to Oregon and I lived there for three years. Um, I lived in central Oregon, kind of North of Bend. 
Um, and out there, I honestly hadn't race walked in two years. Like since I graduated college, I went to grad school and didn't race walk in grad school. Um, moved out there and one day I was on Facebook and I saw results of like this 5k that had happened a couple hours away and they're like oh our next event's a 10k I was like you think I can do a 10k so I'd go out to the track and race off like a couple days a week I'm like I'm gonna do this 10k uh went out there knowing no one um by the end of it had met so many race walkers um seen a few people that I knew from height when I was racing in high school and ended up getting signed up for a Portland to coast team. So <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was fun to kind of get back into it. And then I've kind of been going ever since. Do you know any local race walkers? Um, I've met a couple, um, the Cornhusker Striders, they have a few race walkers on their like, um, junior team. And I met a couple of them, but for the most part, not a lot of race walkers in the area that I've kind of met. It kind of sounds like you're fast enough where if someone wanted to run next to you, it would be no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some days. <laughs> yeah. So when you go to race walking events, is it mostly like people who used to run? Is it people who grew up race walking? Um, it's a nice mix. Um, there's a lot of people that they started race walking because their body couldn't take the pounding of running anymore. Um, so they start race walking. A lot of people, it's they grew up in a state that had race walking and just kind of continued on. Um, so it's usually like an older population and then a younger population of just people that for some reason or another, they got injured during their sport and couldn't do it anymore and started somehow found race walking or they've been doing it for a while, just starting in like high school. Yeah. Do, do you think our community, um, if we got it going, do you think people would come out for it? I think so. Um, I see a lot of people kind of um, around that are doing like speed walking almost where they're not doing like the proper race walk technique but they're still walking um and race walk isn't that much different than speed walking so I think there would be an interest for it um it's just the meets are hard I know a lot of people like the racing part but I mean I know people that just jump into road races and just walk it instead so I think they're there could be some interest for it. We always try to build it up a little as much as we can wherever we're at. Yeah. When I did the Disney marathon, um, the girl I was running with her, like, or she was like, yeah, my parents are walking the whole thing. It wasn't race walking, but yeah. If they just yeah. knew the technique. <laughs> exactly. I know props to anyone that walks a marathon. It's, it's a long time to be out there. <laughs> yeah. Even some races where I technically ran, <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready to not be out here any longer. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, even in college, when I was, like, in good shape, I'd look at results and be like, that guy's averaging, like, 630. I don't even know if I could run that fast for that far. I know. But I just want to see, I mean, we've seen recordings of, like, 
you know, the Olympians' hips, like, swinging. Yeah. But, like, to see that in real life, it'd just be like, whoa. It's crazy. I know the men's world record for, like, a one-mile race walk is 540-something, I think. So So they're moving. They're moving really fast. And, I mean, a lot of people look and be like, oh, they're running. But, I mean, it's to the naked eye. So you can't take a picture and... If you take a picture, a lot of times it looks like they have both feet off the ground just because there is a phase in there, but it's to the naked eye. So it's usually like a millisecond where they have both feet off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get to the Olympic level in race walking? A lot of training. (laughs) Um, So they... It's the same as any other sport. So they have the Olympic trials um, where you have to qualify um, and you have to hit the qualifying standard. So same as every other event where they have the trials, you compete there and hope that you have the qualifying standard and that you're top three. Um, Usually the U.S. only sends one or two people because our depth isn't as good as the rest of the world um so the qualifying standards are really fast so yeah what countries are known for race walking so um japan is huge uh china it's really big in the women um australia has a good contingent going um the girl that just won the world champs i think she was from Mexico not Mexico I don't remember where she was from but um kind of south of the equator area so yeah um Canada has some good race walkers as well but um kind of it's not like there's a big group it's usually the men is has been um Japan for a while the women have been China but it's like you just see different like one or two people from each country kind of competing yeah it's kind of a niche sport like nordic skiing which i did in high school um where the olympics it's just like us canada scandinavia (laughs) yeah yeah it's like that one country has just kind of had it for a long time yeah and with cross-country skiing the u.s have just kind of um started getting on the podium so that's really exciting yeah hopefully we'll kind of get a resurgence with race walking hopefully hopefully a few more states have started to add it to like their race walk programs in high school which is really nice that um it's kind of spreading a little bit but it's hard because a lot of coaches don't know what they're doing to coach it and um a lot of officials don't get certified in it so um a lot of usatf officials uh you have to specialize in race walk so you have to do more certification for it and a lot of them don't so your usatf official gets certified in race walk but yeah right yeah. especially yeah. from here <laughs> exactly yeah so um, it's just hard to find officials and hard to find places that'll allow us to race. For coaching, is it kind of similar getting certified as like running? Um, yeah, 
I mean, I guess technically you don't have to be certified. It's just knowing the technique of it and making sure it's kind of like finding a coach for pole vault. You don't Mm -hmm. just want anyone off the road. Um, the risk of falling is less, but, um, like you want someone that that's able to coach the technique and make sure that the kids are doing it correctly. Um, because in race walk, unlike anything else, you can get disqualified in the race. So if you're not doing it right, you get disqualified. What would get you disqualified? So, um, the two rules of race walk lifting, um, means you have both feet off the ground at the same time. Um, and then bent knee when you land that knees bent, um, you get three red cards. So if you're blatantly bending your knee, you can get a caution. Um, if it's like just barely, but if it's like a blatant landing with your knee bent, you can get a red card. Um, and once you get three red cards, they've kind of changed it where there's a penalty box now. So if you get three red cards, you go in the penalty box. Um, the time in there depends on how long the race is. And then you can go out and if you get a fourth red card, you're disqualified from the competition. I think I've seen that. Um, at, at the Olympics, you see them like go to the box and then. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've never competed with the box. It kind of, it's a newer thing. It, started I think a couple years ago with the penalty box because it used to just be three red cards and you're done but now they've added a fourth but yeah it it makes for interesting competition so like a 20k you spend two minutes in the penalty box a 50k you spend five um but it's kind of like you're three minutes behind but you got to sit there and rest for three minutes so like (laughs) yeah it adds like a whole new layer it does yeah yeah, but with as fast as they're moving, you can't really usually don't catch up, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, do you have any race walks uh, on your list for 2023? Um, not right now. Uh, this weekend is the 35k world or um, world qualifying race out in California. Uh, not going to that one, um, but. Hopefully there'll be a few others throughout the year I can make it to, but I don't have any on my calendar right now. Um, Are they going to stream that race anywhere? Usually someone like Facebook lives it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Usually they don't like have TV coverage of it, but. Yeah. yeah. It's still growing. (laughs) It's still growing, but it was actually nice. The, um, they have like the race walk world championships and that one was actually streamed on Peacock last year. So starting to get some, starting to get some TV coverage, I guess. Yeah. If, if you ever have a link or anything, I would love to share it just so our listeners can kind of, you know, see it happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have any running races coming up? I know you like to run too. Um, None on the schedule right now. I kind of just am one of those like, ooh, that sounds fun, like a month out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not a good committer. So <laughs> hoping to do like a half marathon in May, maybe, but that is the Lincoln half. That's kind of the big one around here. Yeah. I was looking at that one or like the Sioux Falls Skedaddle is at the end of the month too. Yeah. So, yeah. Who puts that one on? I'm not sure. It's out. 
it's out in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, but I'm not sure who who puts it on exactly. I mean, I think a lot of people from Omaha drive up for that. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a fun race, but other than that, just, you know, the little local 5Ks and whatever else pops up on my, on my schedule. Well, me and Nicole both work for Peak, so we get free race entries <laughs> into Peak races, so. Oh, yeah. You got to ask Mike if you can race walk one of them. Show us your moves. One time he did ask me if I was going to race walk it, <laughs> so I might just have to race walk one and see see what he thinks. Yeah, maybe this summer we can get, like, a group together and you can just, you know, show people how to do it. I yeah, yeah. Even if no one takes it up, it would just be fun to like see the technique and just like, you know, hang out on the track, maybe on a nice Saturday morning or something. For sure. I've kind of wanted to do that, have like a race lock clinic, but just haven't, oh. haven't made it there yet, but now I yeah. got connections. <laughs> right. Well, when, we'll wait until the weather's nice because I feel like it's very easy to get cold, especially learning a technique, let alone walking instead of running. Yeah. Yeah, like, ooh, I don't want to freeze outside while walking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if many people would be interested in the sport. <laughs> Probably not. They're like, it's too cold for this. Yeah, not to go back to Nordic skiing, but uh, we would teach clinics, like, in high school for, like, um, they called it MYSL, like, the Minnesota Youth Ski League, uh, just the tiniest kids. And, man, on those cold days, <laughs> Yeah. and the tights like, you're wearing are not warm <laughs> no they're like we hate skiing but yeah once you get moving it's fine but when you're learning you're like I need all the layers right do they have uh race walking on indoor tracks they do yeah I competed in college on indoor and outdoor indoor it's usually shorter races so like I think the longest I did indoor was like a 5k Usually it's like three Ks. Yeah, those turns are so tight. I feel like it's hard to run. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the banked tracks, even you're kind of leaning in, but we have a lot of banked tracks on the East Coast. I don't think there's as many out here. That is that just a slanted track? Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, like UNL's track is technically banked. They like move it up and down. Yeah, like lane six sits higher than lane one. Oh, I had no idea. Clearly, they don't have a lot of them around here. I'm like, I've only seen flat tracks if the yeah. school has a track. <laughs> right? It's usually just indoor tracks that are banked. The outdoor ones are always flat. But yeah, yeah I actually saw that Minnesota has a race walk race coming up in a couple months. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm debating it, but it's like, it's a far drive to run a 3K. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I go up there all the time, but my family's up there. But if you do sure. go, I have a list of all the things you need to do and see. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks. For yeah. We'll get a clinic going. For sure. And it'll be so much fun. It'll be a good time. Everyone can learn how to race lock and learn that it's actually harder than it looks on TV. Yes. And it probably looks just as funny in real life. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the TV does not make it look funnier. <laughs> You're right. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
And that's a wrap. If you want to write to us, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at run to the podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you out there. This episode is brought to you by the Anchor app. Anchor by Spotify is the platform we use to record this podcast. It's very easy to use. I'm not a tech savvy person. And if I can figure it out, anyone can. So if you're interested in hosting your own podcast, may I recommend you the Anchor app.